Hey, do you live in Powell River? I sure do. Where can I find out about community events, local news, and hear some good music? CJMP 90.1 FM, of course. It's the easiest and best way to keep your finger on the pulse of all things Powell River. Cool, thanks. I'm going to tune in. Me too. No matter the anxiety, I'm going to meet you there. CJMP News. Good afternoon and on this beautiful, beautiful, uncharacteristically sunny day, I might add. January 20th. January 20th. 2017, Friday. You are here with us. We are here with you. <laughs> and we're all here with, this is Jim Meyer. From the appearances of his album cover, I would say he's from Vancouver. This album is called Watercolor and there's a very nice watercolor of him standing under the Burrard Street Bridge. And this cut is called Leaving the Shore, Karen's Song. Nice uh, meditative music on this uh, historic day. A very, very calm introduction to what could be, or has been, in other parts of the world, a rather tumultuous... T- I can't say that word today, Carrie. Help me out. Tumultuous? Yes, tumul- yes. Well, turmoil. That's what it meant. And we, we've also got Roger in the room again with us here. Yes, I'm back. God, that was an appalling speech, uh, inauguration <laughs> speech, but yeah. that's my opinion. Can you give us the highlights? Because I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure it's out there. The uh, no, I can't. I can't remember it verbatim, <laughs> thankfully. You probably, you probably didn't either. <laughs> well, we, we're talking about elected, well, we're not talking about elected officials. We're talking about leaders today. Yes. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a reaction, I guess, to the inauguration happening in the States today. It's also... Uh, you know, we've got uh, Premier Christy Clark coming to Paul River next Tuesday, um, and we've got a BC election coming up in May. So, yes, and apparently we had some great feedback from last week's show about fentanyl. Yeah, so if you tuned in, um, thanks for listening, um, and we appreciate the comments that got back from that episode. Uh, we want to. I want to make a correction. Um, I, I reported that uh, police had reported a couple had died from smoking a joint laced with fentanyl. This is not true. There has been no actual reports to the RCMP, so I just want to make that clear. Um, it has been edited in the last uh, podcast. So, okay. And um, also, uh, there was another comment I got. It was 
This was from somebody who um, goes out to parties um, talking about harm reduction. Um, he, his comment was, I bring testing kits with me, drug testing kits to concerts uh, or raves um, or events that people take drugs at. I keep a kit myself. They're not good for testing for fentanyl yet, but they test for adulterants and drug purity. So if you are, if you know people who do that, maybe it's good to have a kit with you. So, yes. So, like we said, this show is dedicated to our leaders, both elected and not elected. And as we know, Donald Trump is the fourth president in U.S. history who was elected um, by not actually receiving the popular vote. Um, he won with the Electoral mm. College, so, yeah. yeah. And I think only the second one with no... He's not really a politician. And like Eisenhower, who was a, a soldier, uh, Donald Trump is ostensibly a businessman, but neither of them really came from a background, a, a political background. So it's kind of a babe in the woods in yeah. that sense. Yes, yes. And it's also had, you know, not that one should uh, take polls too seriously, one of the lowest poll ratings on an incoming president in recent memory too. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so I, I tried to listen to that uh, inauguration this morning too, and I watched a little mm -hmm. bit of the pre-inauguration party from yesterday just to see who was there and whatnot. Toby Keith and Three Doors Down. We're performing. I don't know. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Whoever they are. <laughs> uh, there is a report by the CBC last week that says municipal leaders are struggling, um, and are especially in the northern BC, dropping out um, uh, of their municipal elected offices. So, um, And actually coming up, too, is a, a MP Rachel Blaney is hosting a town hall, a seniors town hall mm -hmm. in Paul River. Which happened okay. yesterday. It happened. That's what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> 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 Has <laughs> hosted. <laughs> did, did host. Yeah, actually, I was uh, discussing that uh, uh, briefly, that matter of uh, municipal politicians uh, uh, early on this morning over coffee. And uh, there's quite a few of them dropping out. It's just, you know, they have they've had too much downloaded onto them to handle. And uh, the stress factors and... Usually they're um, on top of whatever regular jobs they might hold out there as well. So their compensation is very, very low for the amount of time and effort they put into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're not happy campers by any means. No, and this, this article was about, um, I think, do you remember where you saw this Prince George? So a bit different up there, but I think those... Same. Oh, the same things apply. I think in Nanaimo, for example, I think they've had a little mini war going on in city council there. Well, um, so we're going to talk about uh, one person in this community who's been a leader for many. Um, do you want to read the, the bio there? Sure. Um, is the person's name mentioned further on? Or yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This person, our mystery guest, well, mystery person, she has received an honorary doctorate from Vancouver Island University in 2010, and she received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Canadian Historical Association. The book, Written as I Remember It, Teachings from a Slyam and Elder, I think I know who it is now, was published in 2014, and it won several awards. We are, of course, talking about Dr. Elsie Paul of the Klahaman Nation. And here she is speaking to Drew and Young in 2015 on Elsie's patio. Elsie had just come back from the Truth and Reconciliation closing ceremony in Ottawa. She talks about that and her experience growing up in the era of residential sc schools. Drew invited... Uh, me. <laughs> yes, not me. Drew, <laughs> Drew invited Carrie with her and uh, 
re they recorded the conversation. Yeah, so this is from the summer of 2015. They had organized my flight for me, so off I went. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So you were there, it, was a, it must have been a very moving experience to be at the Truth and Reconciliation. Yes, yes. Can you describe it, was, it for me? Because I don't have television, so I didn't even see any visuals on TV. Uh, what was it like? Well, there were a lot of people. There thousands of people. The place, the Delta Hotel, was totally packed. People milling around, and they couldn't even get into the ballroom, a huge ballroom, where mm -hmm. the presentations were happening, mm -hmm. and the speeches were going on. And it was packed. They wouldn't let any more people in, mm -hmm. but I believe they piped in some of that into different uh, rooms within the building and, and outside the building. Wow. So there was um, a lot of people. But it was quite interesting. I saw a lot of people from, I could tell they're from back east or from the north. You know, northern Ontario, Alberta, um, you know, from all of those places. I can't even pronounce the names of those yeah. places, but and there were a lot of them were elderly people, also young people representing their ancestors that have gone before them and uh, were survivors of the residential school. Yeah. And so it was very emotional, very emotional for a lot of people to um, to hear other. There wasn't an awful lot of um, people that were telling their story within that ballroom. There were other areas set up for them to get counseling or or um, tell their story to a counselor. Mm -hmm. Has, um, but there were there's also some really good people working, reporting on their with reconciliation, and if the government will accept these recommendations and mm -hmm. good, well-spoken people were on the panel uh, that mm -hmm. have been working with um, the government and and our people traveled all over. Uh, Canada to interview different communities, different people mm -hmm. about their experience in residential school. Yeah. So yeah. some of those were pictures were being shown on the big screen of children back in the day when they were going to residential school. And just those pictures tell a story. Yeah, don't they? Yeah, very sad, very... I just touched me, you know, because I, I can relate to that, although I was older than those kids when I went to residential school. Right. How old but I can just imagine how it must have been for, I was 10. 10, okay. But a lot of kids, you know, oh. five years of age, got taken from their homes and shipped away, and quite often the further from their home. Wow. You know, just um. They had no choice. People had no choice. The parents had no choice. No. And if they didn't allow their children to be taken, they would be, there was that threat of you're going to go to jail, and some did. 
Or they weren't given other necessities like no. food no. or ability to get food. It's just unreally. Yeah, so the, it's quite a sad story in our history. Yeah, it's very sad. And it's been silent for a long time. You know, people haven't talked about it. Some mm-hmm. people just, it's a generational thing. It's a generational problem. You know, your mother, your grandmother had gone to residential school. You're so affected by that came out or how he came out of mm-hmm. that residential school after being there for eight to ten years, right. you know. And your mother and father are basically the priest and the, the 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 people that take care of the residential school, which are not parents at all. No. That's your only example. And their only purpose was to, you know, having children there was to take the language away from them mm-hmm. and the culture. But in such a mean way that you can't even communicate with your own siblings. You cannot talk to your siblings in your language. You would be punished if you used your language, which was all that our people need to begin with. I know. It's How could you just, you know, turn it off and pick up another language just like that? Yeah. So you were punished for speaking the language. Yeah. You couldn't even visit with your brother or your brothers or your sisters on the other side of the building because, you know, you weren't allowed to speak to your siblings, especially a boy-girl sibling, you know. Yeah, you weren't allowed to look to the boy's side, you know. We're on the girl's side. All the girls are on the girl's side. Right. Yeah. That's really ripping families apart. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before, our families were really close, closely connected to our grandparents and the ancestors of our communities. Mm-hmm. You know, ancestors, they looked after children. If for some reason the mother's not there or the mother's passed away or they just took in children and raised them like their own. But there, you know, there's no one except strangers for those children to, uh, and they were not treated nice. So that's the first part of uh, three um, segments I want to play from that interview. And I want to thank Drew and Young uh, and Elsie Paul for, Drew and for inviting me to come with her to record that and Elsie for speaking and telling her story. Were there a lot of crows around that day? Yes, there you could certainly hear a lot of calling. <laughs> so yes. That's what it sounds like. And we were on the deck outside her home, right, out, right near the water. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, it's pretty loud. Um, but, you know, I it's, thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it just adds to the ambiance. Yeah. Um, and uh, Roger was saying, do, do we know why, um, why Christy Clark is coming to town next week? Um, I'm going to check my email and see what, did you get an email saying she was coming? How did you find out? Uh, just through the gossip. <laughs> well, it's on the radio. Um, the I chamber advertised yeah. it. I mean, it is. It, it's coming up to an election, so it's not that surprising that she's t- kind of touring around. Right. Well, I know there are prominent members of the community who are car-carrying Liberal Party members, 
and I Maybe think I think it was just an invitation yeah. to come here. Whether there's going to be any pronouncements or edicts or whatever you want to call them right. is anybody's well, guess. Oh, and, and the, the sorry, the new the liberal candidate for our riding is is new. This it's Matthew Wilson. Yes, and okay, so yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, we've got a, a provincial election coming up, so we're going to be electing new MLAs. Yeah. Um, our incumbent is Nicholas Simons. Is Nicholas Simons, yeah. Um, and then, the, so there's liberal one is, uh, he said, Ma Matthew Wilson. Yeah, and the green one is Kim... Um, Darwin. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. She is the yes. Seashelt Chamber of Commerce president. Um, and Matthew Wilson, mm -hmm. um, his father, Gordon Wilson, who represented the writing from 91 to 2001. And uh, he's currently employed mm -hmm. by the government. Mm -hmm. Um, as a, this is from the CBC. He yeah. says he's employed as by the government as a hundred and fifty thousand dollar per year LNG by BC advocate. So, that's all I know about B Matthew Wilson at this point. Maybe we can. Uh, I'm sure we'll learn, learn more about more. him in the not too distant future. Yeah. Um, so, did you guys get a ticket to this uh, meet and greet? No, absolutely not. Um. <laughs> I do. I have a ticket as well. I did. Yes. So, if um, anyone's listening wants to ask yeah. Miss um, or Premier Clark a question. Um, yeah. You know, email us. Let us know what you want to know. Um, maybe she'll have time for questions. It doesn't say. It says, uh, um, "Please." It's a meet and greet. Um, is what I got from the email from the chamber. Uh, it's on Tuesday, January twenty fourth, three to four p.m. at Snickers Restaurant on Marine yeah. Avenue. And I th she's going to be walking up. Sorry, uh, Roger. She's going to be walking along Marine Avenue too. I think popping into some of the merchants on Marine Avenue to say hi. Right. Okay. Do you know when that time mm -hmm. is? Or is that uh, security? I'm no, <laughs> it looks like before and yeah, after. I think it will just be knows? before, uh, okay. or, or maybe just after, or both. I'm not really sure, but okay. So if if you do so have a ticket, um, there, it sounds like they're over capacity yeah. already. Yes. Um, you need to go to the chamber and get the ticket. Yeah. It sounds like for security reasons, either today or Monday. So, yeah. okay. So maybe a few community announcements before we move on. Uh, okay, sure. I think I can manage that uh, tonight. <laughs> Uh, Friday, January the 20th, 7 p.m. at that Sugar Vault and Art opening uh, Chris, Bro Chris Brown art show with Hallucigenia uh, at the Red Lion Pub tonight, 9 to 11 a.m. Uh, a CGMP DJ show, yeah. which is not exactly a C There's two CGMP DJs <laughs> playing the show. And uh, plus one other, so that's at the Red Lion tonight, 9 to 11 a.m., 9 p.m. to 11 a.m. I think that's a typo there. It's going to be an all-nighter. <laughs> so it's 11 p.m. over here. And who are the DJs there? Uh, the Chad, a DJ Triple Dub, and the Shellfish Frenchman. Is that you? No, that's not me. <laughs> Do I that's sound okay. French? No, Do French. I sound French Shell or French Shell Canadian? Sure. Sorry, it was the accent that threw yes. me off. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's trying to take over my handle there. Not too pleased <laughs> about that. Just kidding. Don't care. Maybe it was incognito <laughs> DJ. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't even invited, so so be it. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, sixth annual Brewmasters dinner, which is Ooh, at, tonight, too. Uh, tonight at the Rod May Heritage Hotel. Uh, the doors open at 6 p.m., dinner 7 p.m. That's $75. I Probably it's a bit too late to engage in that, but there it is. Um, there's a jam night at the Carson Club, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. You can get up and play with the house band. 
and tomorrow at the CRC is the Uptown Market which is from uh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. which is bread, veggies, soaps, fruits, meats, etc., etc., etc. There you have it. Okay. All right, so let's continue on with Elsie Paul. And uh, this is an interview from 2015. She's speaking to Drew and Young. Yeah. Well, what do you think of um, uh, Marie Sinclair, uh, Justice Marie Sinclair, saying that um, it's important now to teach about residential school in our school systems because I was one of your neighbors. I grew up in Cranberry, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what he was saying is that residential school has affected all of us because the way I would feel towards the Slam community or the way Slam community would feel towards me has been affected by all of those experiences as, as, as well. So yeah. I, mean, I need to be healed also. Or, Right. Our generations need to be healed also or led to some new understanding. Yeah, and I think understanding is a good word, you know, for um, to awareness. It's awareness of what our history is about from being a very proud people and independent people and good parents and hard-working people to be destroyed just because someone, the government thought, you know, this is what we're going to do to these people, take their land and just their culture, the language, you know, that's bound to have an effect. And it happened so long ago, like, you know, 150 years ago or so, that these things happened and people today are not aware of that and and that it's happened like that mm-hmm. you know so all they see is what they see today that we're oh you know we're all, always got our hand out and want freebies and you know we don't pay taxes a lot of our people pay taxes you know here, you know, a lot of us that live on the reserve don't have to pay land taxes or that, but, you know, it's um, very different than living in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But we pay taxes wherever we go shopping, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of my family live in the city, they pay taxes. Mm-hmm. That only applies to us as we live here right. on our land. Well, not to mention what, what little's left of it. Exactly, and the rights that you lose when you leave. Exactly. Land, yeah. Right? Especially yeah. if you're a woman. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, you know, there's there's a long road ahead. Yeah. But I'm so glad that the work is you know happening. That. Um, yeah, you know, my only concern is you know. Sure, it's all right to identify all of these issues and what has happened in our history, but what is going to be done about it? Mm-hmm. What's in the future? Are we just going to talk about it and talk about it? And are we going to, is the government going to cooperate and continue healing um, programs? Because we sure need that. You know, we um, I've worked in healing programs for years now, 
that have gone and, you know, two different programs, healing programs, that have go and be the elder in supporting the people that come through those doors mm -hmm. from all over BC and some are across Canada. These people are sometimes living in urban areas, mm -hmm. in Vancouver, wherever, but they're further back east. And they've gone through those healing programs, mm -hmm. and we need that to continue. We need the government to look at that and continue funding those healing programs. We're just starting. Yeah. And we're back, and Elsie was talking about healing programs. Um, this is a good time to talk about healing. We're talking about the inauguration of Donald, uh, President Trump. Yes, where apparently there are lots of protests going on. Can you fill us in a bit about what's going on? I know we're just, we can well, hear that. There's the sound of that's the right outside the studio right now. Yes, <laughs> that's right. There are people carrying placards right outside of CGMP. Uh, it sounds like it's escalating into violence, as you might expect, and it's uh, between pro and anti-Trump protesters, of course. Uh, it's hard to tell, coming from the mainstream media, what is the, the true scope of the events well, going from, on out this there. This is from the UK media, so yeah, hopefully... Well, they're just as bad as everybody else sometimes. Well, <laughs> If you Except want to follow, I think yeah. Democracy Now! is focusing just on the protests that are happening. Yeah. So if you, if, um, and they've been having a live panel all morning. I know Ralph Nader was on it, Naomi Klein. Um, so if you're interested in what's happening in the States right now, um, it's probably a good source to check out. Yeah, there's window smashing and police clashing going on. That yes. rhymes, too. Right, yes. Hmm. Well, not by accident. I mean, I, <laughs> I stayed up all night last night <laughs> thinking about that one. I'd just like to remind you that you are listening to CGMP News on CGMP 90.1 FM and live streaming at cgmp.ca, Friday, January the 20th. See, I remember when um, Obama won eight years ago. Do you mind if I just tell a little no, story? No, no, please do. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was a pretty hard time. The housing crisis had just, you know, hit really hard. A lot of people were losing their jobs. Um, and there was so much hope then. And I remember when it was announced that he won on the TV, we were watching with a whole bunch of friends, and um, you could just hear the car, the, the honks starting, and it was deafening yeah. in the neighborhood. And so everyone started going outside, and there was dancing in the streets, and it was one of the most joyous occasions I've ever witnessed in American history. And now eight years later, yeah. there's... there's Tribulation versus confrontation. And it, it's also a very subdued event. Yes. I mean, but then when you think it's like... Yeah part of the transition team actually wanted to have a mili military parades you know with like mm. missile carriers oh, you know like a la, like the what the Russians and yes, the Chinese do is like to. oh please <laughs> yeah, I wonder if North Korea did do any of their ICBM missile testing today like was rumored <laughs> <laughs> well apparently that's what the South Vietnamese were saying or uh, South Koreans pardon me well um, I mean I have a hard time calling him President Trump, but I will say yeah. it. Um, well, he, it's our reality. <laughs> he uh, has vowed to end American carnage. That was a, f a quote from this morning. Um, but he's also said he will stamp out um, Muslim extremism wherever he finds it. So uh, to him, I think that's a very scary proposition. 
to me, it's a scary proposition because yes. that's a pretty um, ambiguous term. Well, and you can find know. things wherever you, you know, wherever you look. Right? And it's, you know, uh, make America great again and uh, this revolving door of uh, the likes of members of Goldman Sachs, which were also in previous administrations as well, just keep coming in and out the, the door of White House, Senate, Congress. It's like, well, when is this ever going to end? <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Well, commentary that was. Yes. Uh, I've seen, um, I've seen. If, if you look on like Medium dot com, um, you can like Google um, how to how to keep track of an autocratic government. Like if signs around you, um, that's. I know this is Canada that we're talking to right now, but um, you know I, I, we're not seeing totally different things and the history over the last hundred years or so is, you know, it starts in the States and then it comes here for so many things. So really need to be vigilant. Yeah. So some of those trigger words, which were used in the uh, inauguration speech were just like, we were sent sort of like shivers up. Donald Trump? So Dog whistle <laughs> politics? Yeah. No, say it isn't so. <laughs> it's not so. It's not true. Really not true. Well, let's anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Time for a musical interview. Yeah, let's let's listen to someone who's got hope uh, yes. for the future, um, for this yes. community, um, and for the Laman nation as well as Canadian people. So, I think it's it's good to listen to positive. Um, we need it today more than messages. Ever. Yes. yes, and people who have fought for where they are today. So here's Elsie Paul again. I'm going to play um, a station ID quick, and then we'll hear again from Elsie and Druin. My name is Vanessa. My name is Michelle. My name is Kevin. And you're listening to CJMP. You're listening to CJMP. You're listening to CJMP Powell River Community Radio. Powell River Community Radio. CJMP 90.1 FM. CJMP 90.1 FM. CJMP 90.1 FM. Powell River Community Radio. Years ago, when this first started with the um, um, re reconciliation, the um, there was, I think, a couple of RCMP members in the higher level, right? Mm -hmm. Not not your local RCMP, but there's three people that came through different First Nations communities to interview leadership or workers. Uh, this may happen, you know, that uh, what do you think if it's looking for input? Mm -hmm. And my input back then was I was worried. I was concerned about, oh, you could receive a big settlement from through reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, not everyone is going to use that money uh, wisely. Mm -hmm. Sure, some will. Now, I'm not saying everybody's... Um, when you haven't had money in mm -hmm. a long time, when you haven't had a job in a mm -hmm. long time, you know, you, you give people a million dollars, you know, mm -hmm. you win the lottery and, you know, it could be gone in short time. Mm -hmm. So what I was thinking back then was what we need is um, more counseling mm -hmm. um, to train our 
own people to be counselors, to be therapists, yeah. to help our own people. Yeah. You know, once you open up those wounds, it's going to be, where do you go for counseling? Yeah. You could go to mental health, but they're not going to be able to help you. Yeah. And our people, our elders back then, were shy and feeling intimidated by anyone asking them questions. Yeah. What I wanted to see was some of that money be used for healing work. Yeah. Because we all know when you make an appointment to go see um, a therapist in town, mm -hmm. that you get your one hour and that's it, goodbye. Yeah. You know, come back next week for another hour. Yeah. What you need is really uh, intense therapy a lot of time spent within our own communities. But that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't happen and they just chose to. And a lot of people said, you know, I just want that money, you know, I want compensation. I just mm -hmm. want that money. And, and that is their choice to make. But I also know a lot of them were taken advantage again by lawyers. Yeah. They had bellboards up in some of the interior and back east mm -hmm. offering their services. Mm -hmm. The government had made a deal with some legal organizations and that they would they'd set a price for what the fee would be to... Uh, right, that's right. Yeah, 15% yeah. of whatever money you're going to get. But there was, on top of that... Some people kind of rushed it and they got their own lawyer, and we all know what that does to people, yeah. you know, what, what they expect. Yeah. And they got large portions of money. Yeah. So it was not well done. It was not really thought out or seen to be serious that, you know, that we uh, follow some kind of guideline. Yeah. So, a little bit more of the same, isn't it? It's more of the same. You're taking advantage of, again. Yeah, I know. You know, car lots, from what I heard. Yep, me too. Yeah, we're accepting, uh, you know, yeah. you know come, come in and get a brand new car. Yep. And you get your settlement, you know, you sign a contract. And yeah. Before the money was even there. Yeah. It's a business. So, so knowing that, and I think Marie Sinclair said some of the things that he wanted to see, like his five most serious recommendations were restoring traditional names. What do you think of that? Re restoring traditional names. For, um, yeah. And to waive administration fees if people wanted to take on their own surnames or their family surnames. Or if they wanted to change street signs or um, mm -hmm. mountain tops or yeah, place names and family names. Family names. Mm -hmm. I think as time has gone on, it's been a long time when names were first taken away and the language was taken away. That there are very few people that still speak the language, let alone write the language. Because um, our language is really difficult, um, speaking of uh, mm -hmm. the Amun language. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to write. Yeah. 
And of course, the children are learning that in school now, the, um, how to write in the orthography, mm-hmm. how to, um, you know, um, pronounce words. Because mm-hmm. it's real hard to pronounce words, mm-hmm. like you say, slyamen. Yeah. It's Shlaamen. How do you write Shlaamen? <laughs> well, so, maybe with those question marks. <laughs> yeah, I know. The upside down E and backwards yeah. uh, this and yeah. all that. But um, as for family names, traditional, hereditary family names, a lot of that, pretty much all of it is gone. You know, they took away those names and gave you a name that comes out of the Bible or whatever, you know, like John and Peter and Paul and yeah. or Joseph and blah, blah, blah. And, or yeah. Timothy, that was your father's name, right? That so was Timothy. my grandfather. Your grandfather was, mm-hmm. was he Toma? Was that your grandfather? Yeah, that was my grandfather's brother, Tama. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't even know what his traditional name was. Okay. But Tom, he, right. he was given the name Tom, right? Right. But we, everybody just called him Tama. Mm-hmm. And um, so you were given one name right. back okay. then. And that's another thing that's causing a lot of confusion in when you're trying to tra- trace down your family line. Because a lot of the old, old names are lost. Yeah. So what we do now in... Uh, like I gave names to my family and and that was how it was anyway in the beginning that how you were assessed by your family or your grandparents your character mm-hmm. that's what your name was based on in our language so when I gave names to my own children back, I don't know, what is it now, maybe 12 years ago. I gave them, like Marlene for an example. You know, she's always been like um, building relationships mm-hmm. with the non-native people, our people. She's always been that person, like building, mm-hmm. so it's like building bridges, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I called her. And she still does that today, you know. Hai hi shou um. Hai hi shou? Hai hi shou um. Hai hi shou um. That means building a bridge, whether it's a bridge or a path or trail. Right. Um, you're building. Right. Um, a road. Right. So in our language, it's hai hi shou um. Well, thank you for that interview, Elsie and Druin. Uh, right now we're going to play a little bit of music and come back in a few minutes.
That was uh, Buena Vista <laughs> Social Club. Uh, De Camino a la Vereda from just, the 1997. Just keep on your toes, Carrie. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I'm going to have that groove in my head for the rest of the day. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. Boy, and um, <laughs> are you going to be grooving tomorrow for the uh, Robbie Burns night <laughs> celebration? It's on the 25th. I was going to ask Is you, it? Do, you like, do you like scotch? Do you like scotch? Right? Yes, of course I do. Do you like haggis? Uh, I've eat, have you eaten? I've eaten haggis I a must couple confess, of times. Um, oh, I've never had it. Oh, haven't you? Oh, I have. No. Yeah. It just... Um, you have to admit, it doesn't really sound especially appetizing. Uh, it depends how it's made. The first time I had it was I was about six or seven years old, and it wasn't bad. It's, oh. a, bit, <laughs> it's a bit, you know, boringly plain. I'm okay with the scotch part, though. <laughs> so there are not one, but two Robbie Burns celebrations coming up on the 25th, which will happen before our next show, so we better talk about it today. Just to, to squeeze it in there. Well, I don't know if the celebration... This one is uh, on Saturday, which is not the 25th, the 21st, at the Legion Hall, which is a Burns dinner with a music uh, and pipers and dance. Oh, and dance. Yeah, 5.30 p.m. for cocktails, 6 p.m. a roast beef dinner. No haggis mentioned here. <laughs> no haggises were harmed. And yeah. Yeah, uh, the Boardwalk Restaurant in Lund is having uh, one on the 25th, which is Robbie Burns Day at 6.30. It says three courses, including haggis, but it doesn't say anything about scotch. All to well, honor someone who was uh, not the most savory character in a lot of ways, <laughs> really, Robbie Burns, but, uh, well, we, we won't go there. No, I have no comment. But he, has a, he, he had a way with words, and he has a day named after yeah. him. Yeah. So... So he must have done something pretty good. I yeah. honestly will say I've never heard of Robbie Burns mm. until I moved to Canada. I still don't understand who he is. Oh, we have more Scottish, Scottish people. Yeah, we have Scottish. more Scots people in Canada. That's why. Yeah, he know. ate haggis. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you had in Minnesota. No, the Viking Viking haggis. <laughs> we had lutefisk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Norwegian's version of haggis. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Any other uh, can't-miss events coming up? Or talk about um, what's going on at There Hall? is also a Powell River Métis Community Potluck and Special Dinner on Saturday as well at 5 p.m. at the French Club. Uh, it's the uh, Powell River Métis are holding their first monthly potluck with guest speaker Della Price-Sylvester. Uh, who's a healing and medicine woman from Duncan. And you can contact uh, Russell at 604-414-8310 to find out more about it. All right. And if you would like to attend a junior force warden meeting, those are on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at Edge Hill School. And for more information, and this has got to be, this is an incredibly Scottish name, contact Mickey McCracken at 604-487-9482. And that's for the Junior Forest Warden meetings. Okay. What exactly is a, jun do you know what what a junior know. forest warden well, a is? a younger forest warden, I guess. What's a forest? Well, like a Smokey the Bear. Well, people uh, who, who, for whom the forest is something that they are the wards of, that they are yeah, the, protector. that they look after. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I must confess i don't know that much about the program myself but i think it's for if you're interested in forestry that might be a good place to start well i i think it's more just the principles of you know keeping an eye on the forest out there and i don't know look after Boy you look stuff. after your forest Girl the Scouts forest will look after scout you. stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Scout, like scout stuff. 
Well, something going on in the city. Um, there was city council this week after about a month of hiatus from the holidays, and so it, there's a lot um, on the agenda. But I'll just want to tell you about a couple things. Um, cool Homes Paul River is something that um, is happening this year, and this is this was a delegation to council um, by the um, Climate Action Paul River Society. So they're looking for uh, a goal of finding 50 households willing to track their carbon emissions through 2017. And it sounds like they're pretty close to finding those 50 homes. Um, but if you are interested, uh, you can email coolhomes.pr at gmail.com and um, ask about the project. It sounds like you can also track your carbon footprint on your home um, on the city website. And I was trying to find it before the show started. They mentioned that you could do that. If anyone knows how, tell me. You mean... You can how do you, you get to the, the website or how you check your carbon <laughs> footprint? How to or check both. your carbon footprint. It's supposed to be a carbon yeah. calculator. That's what someone mentioned. I looked for it. Couldn't find it. Oh, so. Like you just put in the square footage of your house and the age yeah, and how, what your insulation's like and I, that sort of thing? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, sounds cool. Um, yeah. And there was another delegation to council. Um, this was by Phil Russell. He has been working mm. with the Tlaaman Nation for what, he, 20 years, he said. Um, on uh, reconciliation projects and one that they're working on now and trying to um, push forward is um, is carving a canoe down at Willingdon Beach um, that will be a gift from the basically the non-native white population mm -hmm. to the Tlaaman nation so he was just there asking for their support and um, I did catch up with him and I'll play the interview next week along with John Louis interview um, so that sounds like a neat upcoming thing it does so hear more yep, about that. Moving ahead too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So um, let's uh, maybe turn to coastal color and tell us what's coming up um, in the next week as well. Um, actually, before we do that, I just want to mention the women's march tomorrow. You guys heard about this in Washington D.C.? No. Yeah. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not heard about it. Shame on you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so, someone's got to be the person, right? So, so that yeah. to make oh. Carrie have to explain okay. what it is. Oh, for okay. for our, our, our listeners who may not know what it is. Well, it was <laughs> you threw me off because we were just <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> but they're expecting hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people to show up. Um, this is a march um, organized by women to show, you know, they're not afraid of Trump, mm -hmm. I would assume. Um, you can show your solidarity here. I heard there's a few women organizing downtown who want to march down the street. So... Um, Anybody I know going there, be safe. I'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to play that Fiona Apple song later? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hear um, the yes. events for next week first. And then yes. I'm going to play a song that was put out this week by Fiona Apple. It is the official March song for the Women's March. Okay. So stay tuned for that yes. it's right after this. Welcome back to Coastal Color. I am Rabbit Eye for CJMP News. This is the January 20th edition of Local Arts News for this week and a little bit beyond in Powell River and a little bit beyond. There's a call for artists, the Expose Yourself show, which is an erotically themed multidisciplinary art exhibition. Deadline for visual art and digital gallery submission is Saturday, January 21st at 11.59 p.m. You can email eyexhibition at gmail.com or just visit the website eyexhibition.com for the form you need to, to get. They are currently seeking visual art submissions in 2D, 3D sculpture and installations in all media as well as photography 
gallery submissions and digital files only in the theme of contemporary nude for their new digital gallery component. They're celebrating diversity through artist contribution, performance, and workshops and hilarious group projects in Powell River since 2008. The actual exhibition itself is happening on March 17 to 19, 2017. CJMP will be there if you'd like to help out at the event as part of the photo booth group. Email me, events at cjmp.ca. There are life drawing sessions every Tuesday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Powell River Academy of Music. It's $10 and drop in. If you'd like to be a model, they pay $40 for two hours of work. Please call 604-483-8994 or you can email royart at telus.net. There's a weekly chorus on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. at James Hall at the Powell River Academy of Music. For more information, call Janice Gunn at 604-485-3825. There's live music at TC's open mic and stage every Wednesday from 8 to 11 p.m. Again, this is at TC's pub at Town Center Hotel. There's an art opening of Chris Brown's work, Hallucigenia, on Friday, January 20th at 7 p.m. at that Sugar Vault. Come and experience the art of Chris Brown. Complimentary nibbles provided. Join the Chad and DJ Triple Dub and Shellfish Frenchman on Friday, January 20th from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Red Line Pub tonight of bass, funk, reggae, dance hall, and cumbia. Brought to you by CJMP's own The Chad and Bringer the Funk, Latin, Afrobeat, and cumbia, and CJMP's Triple Dub, aka Ari Dub Line, selector of all reggae. Crossing Club has a jam every Friday night. You can play with the house band or by yourself or with anyone you want. Get on stage, play a tune, get a free drink every Friday night, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Carlson Community Club. Max Cameron Theater presents Met Opera's Gounod's Romeo and Juliet in a new production on Saturday, January 21st from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Adult tickets, $27. Senior and students, $24. You can buy tickets online at maxcameratheater.ca at the Academy of Music box office or at the Peak or also at the Red Line Pub in Wildwood and at the Old Courthouse Inn or at the Max itself which just before the show. And this is happening Saturday, January 21st, 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Joel Farfard plays live on Saturday, January 21st from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. at that Sugar Vault. There's live music with the Burying Ground and Jack Garden happening on Sunday, January 22nd from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Doors open at 7.30 with the show at 8. Advanced tickets at River City Coffee are $12 and $15 at the door. This happens at the Cranberry Community Hall, 6828 Cranberry Street. The Burying Ground are Woody Forster and Devorah Day. The music is steeped in the influence of 1920s ragtime and country from Mississippi blues and New Orleans jazz to backyard punk and barroom shows. With Joseph Lubinsky massed on upright bass, Jack Garten on trumpet, and Trent Freeman on fiddle, the opening set will be by Jack Garten, mixing Cajun European and country styles with ease into an exciting roots music feast on Sunday, January 22nd, 7.30 p.m. at the Cranberry Community Hall. The film Rogue One is ongoing until January 26th, 7 p.m. nightly in 3D and 1.30 p.m. weekend matinees as well in 2D. It's rated PG. It's playing at the Patricia Theater. Must be an art society has an ongoing show, fiber speed textile art by many different artists, including Naya Muslim and Gay Denier and more, on display until February 1st at the Vancouver Island University Powell River Campus. There's a live theater show called Till Death, The Six Wives of Henry VIII, written and directed by Ryan Gladstone, starring Tara Travis in a one-woman show. Six queens, six love stories, six deaths, one actress. Thursday, January 26th is when this happens, and it's at 8 p.m. All tickets are $10. They have festival seating at the Max Cameron Theater at Pokes High School. Tickets are available through maxcamerontheater.ca, Academy Music Box Office, The Peak, 32 Lakes Coffee in Townsite, and the Red Line Pub in Wildwood, or at the Max itself right before the show. There's a Tom Waits night with some live performances at that Sugar Vault on Friday, January 27th from 8 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. There's live music, Simple Number 2, featuring Woodhead, Sylphs, Body Language, and Homebreaking on Saturday, January 28th from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. at the Red Line Pub. Fiber and Fabric from the Ground Up is a workshop hosted by Urban Homesteading School of Powell River, happening on Saturday, January 28th, and Sunday, January 29th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Fiber Space at Ocean View Education Center, 7085 Nootka Street. For more information, go to fiddlersfarm.com. This is a live show with the band's Modern Terror, Little Farmer, Punk Jams, and Dropsticks, happening on Saturday, January 28th at 7.30 p.m. to midnight at the Villa Soccer Club at Timberlane Park. Modern Terror, Seashell Punk Rock, and Little Farmer, Farm Punk, and its finest, plus Powell River Punk Jams, Dropsticks, Super Band. There's a film screening of Eating You Alive on Thursday, February 2nd at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. at the Max Cameron Theater of Brooks High School. It's $10. For more information, check out the website, eatingyoualive.com. There's a workshop called So You Want to Publish an Ebook, brought to you by the Powell River Public Library on Saturday, February 4th, 2 p.m. It's free at the Recreation 
complex Elm Room. There's also a book reading celebrating Powell Lake with the author Wayne Lutz on Saturday, February 11th, 2 p.m. at Trinity Hall, 6932 Crofton Street. Daniel Chow and the Academy Chamber Choir play Tuesday, February 14th, 7.30 p.m. However, Academy Music is where it happens. Tickets are $20. Students 18 and under attend for free with a student ticket voucher. PowellRiverAcademy.org for more information and online tickets. The Powell River Film Festival opens on Wednesday, February 15th, goes on until Sunday, February 19th at the Patricia Theatre. Check out the website, prfilmfestival.ca. We'll see you next week. I'm Rabbit Eye. All right, and we are back, and we are talking to you January 20th. It is the Inauguration Day in the States. Uh, and there's a dog in the studio. There's a dog here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a nice dog. He's a nice dog. <laughs> and he listened to everything we said, too. He was wagging his tail. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fan. She. She. The, the Chad She's just came in to get some uh, posters for the gig tonight that they're doing at the Red Lion. So if you're around and you're looking for something to um, throw off some energy come and dance tonight <laughs> yeah and um, yeah. I want to tell you about a couple of shows um, that are starting up here at the station um, or we had one start last week which or sorry two weeks ago now which was mm-hmm. Angels and You Radio um, and that was pretty neat um, she's only has two shows under her belt but she sounds like a pro um, and she does readings on the air for y- your angels oh. she will interpret oh, cool. your angels for you so do you, is it a call in show or? yes oh, okay yep yeah, um, I will have to give it a try. You should. It's on Sundays at eight o'clock. Okay. Yep. And then we've got Smoke Break, which is another new show. It's a returning show. Um, it's on at ten thirty Friday, so that'll be on tonight. I'll be back helping them get that on the air later. Um, and You're not going to be out dancing and r- r- throwing off some energy. I think so. Is that what you said? Oh well, I'm going to do both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Good plan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we've got some other new things coming up at the station. Um, I mean, one of them is that, so this this show is uh, under a grant, um, and that grant's ending fairly soon. So um, unless we get more sustaining members to maybe pay someone to do a news hour, um, we'll have to wait for the next grant. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard, um, become a sustaining member if you're not already. If you're not already. Yes. And uh, to end the show, we did say that we'd play this women's song march, women's march song. Um, I will tell you, it is um, not suitable for children. So I've given you the disclaimer right now. And then uh, we'll hear from Rabbit Eye in the Friday Live live lineup. And if you're listening on Saturday, this is a pre-recorded show. Then this is a pre-recorded show at 11 a.m. on Saturdays. So have a very good week, Paul River. And on Tuesday afternoon, please be classy. Stay classy. Stay classy. Now we'll play. Now we'll hear this song. Because <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Come on, come on, come on. Grab by the pussies. Baby. Grab by the pussies. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. Grab by the pussy. Grab by the pussy. 
grab him by the pussy. You can do anything.